Welcome to today's episode brought to you by the Women in Medicine Summit, a transformational CME conference happening September 13th to 14th at the Drake Hotel in Chicago. Engage in leadership programming, learn negotiation skills, receive on-site coaching and mentoring, and see who will win this year's I Stand With Her Awards. This year, we're excited to offer unique programming that includes a special session on how using improv comedy can bring fun back into medicine. We also have financial sessions tailored to help you navigate the complexities of personal and professional finances. Discover ways to advance into leadership roles, combat burnout, and either reignite your love for your current role or find joy in a new career path. Don't forget our Friday evening gala, a highlight this year you definitely won't want to miss. Register now at womeninmedicinesummit.org and be part of the movement that is shaping the future of healthcare. Join us to network, learn, and celebrate the power of women in medicine. Welcome to the Revitalizing Doctor podcast. We interview trailblazers in medicine that embody the revitalized women vision to empower women to innovate and influence medicine, to value authenticity, respect, and work-life harmony. We recognize the challenges in medicine, and we're committed to providing coaching-informed strategies to help you go from surviving to thriving. I'm thrilled today to have CEO of Revitalize, my friend, my colleague, Dr. Linda Lawrence, here to talk about gratitude in time for Thanksgiving. Hi, Linda. Hi, Andrea. Great to have you back. Oh, it's always fun to do these. Well, gratitude is a topic that gets a lot of media attention during the month of November. I want to spend some time unpacking your personal gratitude practice and then talk about how you've used gratitude throughout your career. I'd like to start with some definitions, and this was really made important to me through listening to Brene Brown on how she thinks about gratitude. And I had never really thought about this before, but she frames gratitude as the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation, and to return kindness, that gratitude is more than just being thankful, that there's an action that is part of gratitude. And that was a real game changer for me and perhaps explains why sometimes when somebody says thank you, it may not be enough in some situations. How do you think of appreciation versus gratitude for yourself? Well, I like how you actually frame that because I think sometimes I've just gone appreciation is gratitude, but really gratitude is if I hear you saying now, we appreciate something, but there has to be an act tied to it for it really to be gratitude. Maybe the words can still be used interchangeably, but the key thing is there is action. And I think that that's what's missing so much when we have conversations about gratitude is, are you giving some thoughtful action to it? If you are grateful for something, and usually that something involves somebody else. It's about relationships too. What are you doing? I'm sure we'll touch a little on the practices of reflection and being grateful and writing something down, gratitude journals. But I love the definition you just get because what act of kindness are you doing? 
how are you having a behavior around that gratitude? And when you think about it, I think that's when you get that, not just your own internal uplift from gratitude, but you're spreading it. And that's what we want to do with gratitude, not just making ourselves feel better. Right. And that action doesn't have to be a grand thing. I'm not saying that to show gratitude, not only do you have to say thank you, but you have to buy somebody a gift. That's not what I'm saying. The action oftentimes is presence. And I think we've all been the recipient and also maybe the messenger of a thank you that was given very quickly without eye contact and without pausing for the person to respond to that. And sometimes that's just like moving through the world. I'm not going to say you need to have a hallmark moment when you're at McDonald's every time, but there are different opportunities in which when you express appreciation and you follow it by pause and that presence, that mindfulness with that other person is the action. You're so right. And I think we're going to get a little later into a second session where we're going to talk about it in the workplace. And there I'm going to talk about one of the ways of showing appreciation is acknowledging presence. And what I hear you saying here too, is when we do talk about thanking somebody, don't just do it as a, oh yeah, thank you. I mean, we hear a lot of that, but really pause and recognize that person. I think we're losing so much of that sometimes around us. I don't know if it's coming up to COVID when we were in isolation, but we're human beings. We like to be acknowledged with our presence. And so you're so right, Andrea. Just look somebody in the eye and go up and say, you know what? Thank you. It really meant X. And then be specific. Tell them why you're saying thank you. What did did they do that helped you, whether it's at work, in that work situation, or something at home? And timeliness is important, but it's okay to go home, be reflecting on your day, and go, oh my gosh, so-and-so really, when they did X, made my day. And then meaningfully go back the next day and go after them and just say, I want to let you know, yesterday was a hard day for me, but when you did X, that really made the day better. Absolutely. And it's not lost on me right now that some of the listeners may be hearing this and say, Andrea and Linda, like, I got it. Be grateful. But have you worked lately? Have you seen how crazy healthcare is and how dysfunctional it is? And I want to be really thoughtful in this conversation that neither one of us are advocating for gaslighting people. And gratitude can be one of those things that are used very superficially. Like, you should just be thankful. You should be thankful that you have a job and you should be thankful that, you know, you're working in a country that, you know, you have all these resources And the problem with that and the term that I've coined for it is you want grounded gratitude. You don't want gratitude that is fake and sugary. It's not gratitude. You do that type of superficial appreciation. 
it hurts you and it also hurts other people because honestly, people are pretty adept at picking that up and they can feel when you're saying thank you and you're not really pausing, you're not looking at them and you're not allowing for that connection to occur. Well, in the example you were just giving, that's like saying, okay, yeah, this was really pretty shitty, but let's be thankful for what we have. We have a job. And that's not (laughs) gratitude. And that is, just like you said, that actually is gaslighting because that's saying, let's brush over what just happened and find out what we can be grateful for. I think what you're trying to say is don't have that kind of superficial, which actually can be counterproductive, but you can pause and reflection journals about what are you grateful for are great, but go back to then, if I'm grateful about this, how am I going to express that gratitude? What am I grateful for? And be doing acts like that and don't be just going, well, everything sucks at work, but I guess I still got a job. Then even in your own internal thinking isn't going to help you. Right. And that ties into Susan David's work around toxic positivity, which we have a lot of that in our society. And it has permeated into healthcare that you should be thankful that you have masks to protect yourself. That's a form of toxic positivity. And so I think recognizing that that's not healthy, that you actually have to move through whatever emotion you're having, that if you are really frustrated with something that happened at work or an interaction, trying to add toxic positivity frosting of fake gratitude isn't helpful. So process what happened and work through what needs to happen to make that interaction better. But having grounded gratitude of, for me, sometimes that is, I'm really thankful my shift's over so I can go home and rest. And I'm thankful to see Chris and our dogs. And during the worst days of the pandemic, I actually did start a gratitude journal. And after about, I don't know, 30 days, I went back and flipped through. And it was Chris, the dogs, a nice meal, a walk, a warm bath were the resounding themes that these simple things around my house really, really made me happy and thankful. But at the same time, those things that are waiting for me at home don't always make me happy in the moment. So finding authentic opportunities for gratitude in both settings, I think is important. Yeah. And then going back to how we open this up, what's your act of kindness? So do you go home and scratch the dog's heads or take them for a walk? When you realize these things that fill your cup and keep you going when it's not good, I think what we're trying to say is find a way to do some act of kindness back. And I'd even go back to that rough day at work. You know, Maybe in the moment, you're not going to realize it because when you've had a bad day, you just want out of there. Let's be honest. And that's probably the best thing sometimes is just to leave. But when you're reflecting, try to think of what did somebody do 
that really helped you get through that bad day. And then go back the next day and just say, when you put that piece of chocolate next to my keyboard, that piece of chocolate was the bright side of my day. Or maybe how they helped you in something or how they just said something that wasn't gaslighting you and thank them. Because what you're actually doing there is you're reinforcing positive behavior too. And that's what I think we're all searching for. Gratitude, there's a level of relationship in here. If we really take that definition of appreciation with an act of kindness, it's about relationships. We're humans. And that's what we're saying, I think, is missing a lot of times when we talk about gratitude. Yeah, just to reinforce that, when we look at what the formula is for people to have fulfillment in their personal and professional lives, connection is at the heart of it. And gratitude done well is creating space for connection. Yes. And for the listeners out there, don't get us wrong. Reflection is really important because a lot of times we just get ourselves in these funks or maybe you are feeling burned out at work or something. And so reflecting is good in finding those positives. And I loved your example, Andrea, your positives or the, those comforts at home during the pandemic. But if you want to get that real rush from what true gratitude is, think of turning it into an action. Think of just saying simple thank you to somebody. Because who knows? I found the power of thank you is amazing. One little story I'll share is I have developed this habit with working and especially as a leader, a writing personalized thank you notes. Sometimes they're emails, but I still try to do thank you notes. I have a whole collection from my different jobs of thank you notes I received back for the thank you notes I wrote. So it's this cycle of giving. I mean, people, I think that's what we need more of when we talk about gratitude. Not just to fill our cup, but you'd be amazed how you might just fill somebody else's cup too. Yeah. So circling to your own gratitude practices, you've mentioned a couple that you write handwritten notes, which I do as well. I actually have, I'm sitting at my desk right now and two drawers down is where I keep all my stationery. And I actually have created a folder that's by months. And I write down birthdays and I stuff it full of various cards. So it's super easy for me to send birthday cards, but I also have several different types of thank you notes. And having those readily accessible has greatly increased my ability to send the cards. That's a great idea. And think about it. If you're feeling a little low, you can't not get a little bit of a high thinking about somebody else that matters to you and thanking them for why they matter to you. They don't even have to have recently just done something. Think about when was the last time you just reached out to a friend for no reason at all and just said, you know what? I'm so glad you're in my life and just tell them why. 
Absolutely. A short text, a, a short phone call. And the other thing I started doing is actually have a gratitude folder in my email. And so when I get those really nice messages, I move them over there because we all have those bad days. And so now I can go into that folder and it's like, okay, this is why I'm working so hard and this is what I'm trying to do both the sending and also taking the time to receive. That's the other side of it. And I think many of us, especially in medicine, are really taught to a detriment to not sit in, receive the gratitude that we do get and just to brush it off. Oh, it, well, it was my job. I was just doing what I'm supposed to do. What's your thoughts on that? Well, Hopefully nobody is just what they do at work is a job and it's a separate part of your life. And I don't, I'm not just speaking physicians. I'm speaking everybody. Cause when we think of, begin to just think of it too as just a job, then you kind of lose that connection to it. Really go back to connection. But I want to honor though too it's hard if you're feeling burned out you might just feel it has become a job and i think this is what we're trying to suggest here is look at that look for those little daily signs that somebody else appreciates what you're doing and let that lift you up it doesn't mean that your job doesn't still suck and there's some things that have to change and that's another whole discussion but maybe in there, you can shift your thinking about a job. And don't look at anybody around you as just having a job. I can't think of who it is right now, but I've heard this story multiple times. The people that don't look at it as a job, but they look at it as a privilege to be doing something. And that can be the housekeeper or some role that so many people just don't even think how important that role is. But that person does, and that person does little things, and they smile, and they have joy in their job. Have you ever stopped to just look at those people? They're grateful, and they're doing those acts of kindness. So don't define it by job. Absolutely, and that's such a good reminder that to expand who you're sending gratitude to there was a really, at one point in the pandemic, there was outreach for we should be thanking our environmental service workers. And that affected me. And I stop every time that they're in the doctor's room cleaning up, because if I'm in the doctor's room, I definitely have time to send a, a small amount of gratitude and really look them in the eye and say, thank you for keeping this place clean for us and that we can use it. And that goes with all like support staff, making sure that they really feel seen and that they're part of the team. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. And when you do that, when you start seeing the people around you, none of us does any of I don't care what your job is. Nobody operates in a complete silo. So if you're feeling like it's just a job, start looking at the people around you and just start noticing how important they are in helping you and find the ones with the positive energy going on and 
let that lift you up a little. Absolutely. Well, this has been a really wonderful conversation on our personal philosophies around gratitude and reviewing some of the thought leaders, Brene Brown and Susan David, and what they've contributed to how we view gratitude. I want to move into part two of our podcast in which we're going to discuss more of how we can express gratitude in the workplace and get at that organizational culture that can be influenced through gratitude. Linda, can you explain where part two is going to be located and how people could access that? Sure. Part two will be located in the Revitalized Women Physician Circle community available to our members. And it's part of a lead up to our webinar that will occur later in the month on November 14th that is open to all women physicians. Uh, We're leaving that one open this month because we think it's such an important topic. So yeah, if you're a member of Revitalized Women Physician Circle, you can find it at peoplealwayshcc dot com slash revitalize and you can find more information about the webinar that's open to everyone. Awesome. Yeah. And if you're thinking about joining, you really want to hear part two and access all the other great content that we have, you can reach out. Either Linda and I will be happy to meet with you and talk more about what the revitalized community is. And you're going to have up to at least 50 hours of CME a year that uh, would be accessible to you. So certainly if your organization still pays for CME, you could use your CME dollars. And then depending on, for me, I'm an independent contractor, so I don't have any entities that pay for my CME. But when I do educational endeavors, I'm able to use that as a tax write-off. So certainly we're not giving tax advice, but talk to your accountants, your the professionals in your life. But I really think that between CME funds and maybe being able to use this as a tax exempt, it's quite accessible to have this investment in your professional development, personal development. Yeah, and we really think the most powerful aspect of the Revitalized Women Physician Circle is that sense of community and the connection. So come connect with us, even if you're not a member, on November 14th as we talk more about uh, gratitude. Awesome. Well, thanks, Linda. It's great having you on the pod, and I'll see you over on part two shortly. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Revitalizing Doctor, a project of Revitalize Women Physician Circle. Our mission is to connect women physicians and allies through innovative, value-based coaching methods that align trust, support, accountability, and skill development to ignite the courage and clarity necessary to take bold actions, create change, and thrive. If you're interested in working with us, check out our website at peoplealwayshcc.com slash revitalize or email us at revitalizemm.info at gmail.com. This podcast represents the views of our host and guest. It does not reflect the views of any institution we work for or with.